We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. You guys uh, that have been following me along for a little while, you, you know that it's rare that, that I'm even looking uh, at the news, um, but uh, thought that it, that it would be interesting to, to take a look at it together and uh, try to see, well, what is uh, what's happening uh, on the day. So just well, went over to Market Watch. Here's a headline. Uh, NASDAQ jumps 1.3% to lead uh, stock market bounce as investors take testimony by Federal Reserve's Powell in stride. So the, I read this article before. It, it, it goes into some of the things uh, to look for. That they're giving their assessment of what they think is driving the market. Um, question for you guys. Did, how much of uh, this type of market news do you factor into your trading? Is it something that you do? Is it something that you find important? Do you not look at any of this crap? Uh, let me know Well, what, uh, what you think, what your thoughts are. Put it into the comments right now. Are you paying attention to, to all this market news and commentary here? Well, if we come over to the major indexes, uh, let's say, right? And so uh, we're taking uh, some of the stuff uh, that's said in the news and we're trying to break it down and say, well, how is it affecting the market? Um, well, well, we could see what, uh, basically basically the way that I look at the, the market uh, is that it, it's almost uh, like a voting machine, right? Like, so you could have uh, any kind of news or anything, uh, come out there that might move the market one way or the other. Uh, and and that's all well and good. That could give you so, some context for for why for maybe why something is happening. But what's actually driving price or or well well what's the causing price to to move up like it, it could be uh, number one it could be any number of things that, that are happening in the news cycle around the world um people making all kinds of decisions but what what's more important isn't the why it's the what it's not the why it's the what so the what is what's happening right here right so the like the S&P 500 right so we could see what is actually happening right now so we could see that well yesterday the the market dropped it rallied and Today, so far, it appears to be following through, and it's back above uh, some of these other moving averages here. It's back above the 50-day moving average. It's kind of sitting right below its five EMA. And so it, as far as the news is concerned, and you may uh, look at something like this and, uh, and hear that uh, the Federal Reserve is going to uh, give the, the market a a soft landing or that um, it's not going to raise interest that much or that many times throughout the course of the year. And it's if you start to think a little too far and to project too far or to think that, oh, great, now, now I don't need to worry about this crap anymore, then that that's the type of thinking that, that can get us into trouble. That's one of the reasons why my preference is to, if I'm going to take any of this kind of new stuff, it, to actually see what 
is happening in the market right now. So as far as well, what's happening in the market right now, we can move this over one. We can move this over one. And we could see that the market rallied off of its lows and that's basically well where it's at right now. It's still it's stepping back and looking at the the broader trend, right? Uh, looking at the this broader trend, well, how does it look? If you're just looking from from left to right, you know what do you see? You see a definite change in uh, in the character, right? Uh, you're moving up. You're moving up. You you have a little dip over here. Then you you move up. You're nice and tight. And then it's been this wide and loose action for a little while, right? Is that something that, that's tradable, right? Uh, ask that question to yourself. Is it something that's tradable? Well, what are you seeing setting up in the market right now? To be honest with you, there hasn't been a ton that I've seen uh, that I've liked uh over the past uh week and change um there's a couple of banks um a couple of petroleum that just like this just broke out today that this is probably well one of the better breakouts uh today uh whiting petroleum corporation uh ticker w l l but the, this is the type of action that I like to look for. The, it's uh, where you get the this general tightness, right? like a, it's consolidating near its highs, and you, it starts to tighten up around those highs, and then you wait for the breakout to happen. That's basically it. That's how we can play the, this whole reward-to-risk game where you... you it's either a, a binary event. You, you either you're winning or you're losing, and you're trying to stack the odds of success in your favor. With this, with this particular trade, zoom out a little bit. So far, this trade has made one times what you would have risked to, to have gotten in. Do you see that there? If you entered on that breakout and you set your stop below that little congestion area, it's already made one times that risk. So now on a trade like this, you could take a little bit off, raise your stop to break even, and then you're playing with the house's money. Then you're playing risk-free. That's the, the kind of trade that, that I love to see. And for stuff like that, you don't need a ton of the, the news to, to help you like maybe it's okay as a backdrop but yeah not so sure ryan welcome to the live stream let's take a look at some of the stuff that, that's trending let's take a look at some of the stuff that's trending well when i'm looking for things that are trending i like to go to stock twits um stock twits has a, this brand new layout and you can easily see like what's trending across their their platforms here. 
Oh, they actually changed a little bit since uh, even so. That this is updating in real time, and that so uh, I threw some of those tickers into trading view. Uh, I put them over here. Um, yeah, it's actually a little bit different now. So uh, let, let's go through some of them. Let's go through some of them. So uh, this one here, uh, DWAC. Basically, well, what tends to be trending on stock twits are the ones that, that are moving the most that have these big dramatic moves. So this here, uh, up 7%, tend to be like good for day trading moves, things that, that maybe you would see consolidating intraday. Let me... Uh, reset these screens here and we could take a look at some of them and uh, like this is something that that i noticed too right so you, you have this pop today um this actually would have been a halfway decent um intraday setup where you see it consolidating down here right? like you have this initial pop that's from uh, a few days ago then it consolidates nice and tight in this area. Do you see that right in there? Maybe uh, switch the screen up a little bit, make it easier to see. So this is tightening up in this little zone over here. It drops through, but then it reverses. So one of the things that, that's worth doing too especially if you're active, is if price falls through well, what you've deemed as a support level, uh, like, don't necessarily just toss the idea and uh, and give up on it. Well, what you might want to do is start to set some alerts around uh, your breakout level or, or near it. So that way, if price starts to come back up, then you'll be in position to... Yeah, uh, try to get back in on that that idea, right? So, uh, this one digital world acquisition from uh, uh, again spotted that on uh, over here on StackTwits trending right now. Interesting idea. Could have gotten into it there, started to run, and followed through again on this little area here Like uh, now, can you guys hear me? Sorry about that. It looks like it. Can you hear me now? Yeah, rule says no volume. 
Let me try to fix something here. Testing, testing, one, two, three. All right, Tony says yes. All right, great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, sorry about that. Not sure what happened there. All right, back to this. So you could all see the, the levels of support and resistance uh, going out, right? So you could see like how this broke out over here. So this was on the 6th. Starts trending on stock twits somewhere in this neighborhood, right? So if you are trading uh, intraday, stock twits can be a really great spot to find some of these names, uh, especially uh, like just right here. It's uh, on my homepage. Everybody gets this trending now on stock twits. Uh, and you can see any of this stuff. And then it's a matter of understanding how do you draw your your different lines in the sand? How would you trade this? How would you define uh, your reward to risk? Zoom out a bit. Let's take a look at another one here. Let me know too uh, if any of you guys are trading any of these names that we're looking at. Uh, here's another one, Borb. Right? <laughs> like uh, that, this is a name that I like. I've ne would have never been on my radar at all, but uh, I could see why uh, it it ends up trending. That people love talking about stocks that make these kind of crazy dramatic moves. This here started to pop uh, this morning, nine thirty. All right, so zoom in on this one. So nine thirty, you. Set your entry here, your stop, probably set your stop somewhere in this vicinity over here too. Then you would be risking about, yeah, you can probably tighten up down to, to this level right in this neighborhood here. You see like how price comes down, then rallies, then comes down again, then rallies. That, that there is creating your intraday level of resistance. So that's what I would like to use if I were to enter a trade like this. And then it's a matter of, well, is it going to follow through? Is it going to get the volume? And on this particular instance, it did. And you had a five to one reward to risk trade. Trade ideas could really come from anywhere. Uh, well, what I like to do well, what my personal preference is is to find stocks that fit uh, a certain parameter for, for myself right so that way i'm not just like picking the stocks out, out of the sky and that well like i, I want to create a filter uh for myself so that way I, it, it narrows the the playing field sometimes I, i'll miss a, a trade like this uh, because it doesn't Fit my uh, my criteria, but that's okay. It's actually better to trade less uh, than it is to have way too many trades. Um, part of the reason why is because if you have a narrow, a narrowly focused edge, they then you're able to just focus on that edge and turn it over again and again and again. Versus hey, like having too many things going on all at the same time and you, you, you tend to lose focus and um, you, you end up missing out on the A-level opportunities, right? It's almost, a, it's almost like a bulk curve, right? So uh, let me uh, 
zoom out over here and just draw like a little bell curve like this, right? Where you have your, your A-level trades. Uh, so that'll be over here. Your B-level trades are the bulk of them. And then your, your C-level trades are over here. So this is your A's. This is your B's. And this is your C's. I'd rather spend most of my time in this neighborhood. The reason why is because this is where I'm going to have the highest probability, the highest reward, lowest risk trades are going to be these A-level trades. If I'm in a good environment, a good, strong market environment, then I might start taking some Bs, but I'm never really taking any of these C-level trades at all. Um, the market environment that we're in right now is a nasty chop fest, right? Like, so... You guys uh, that have been here before, uh, that have been following me for for a little while, uh, you're familiar with the uh, with the color codes, right? All these different color codes for different uh, market conditions. Uh, I'll run through it briefly uh, for those of you that are not familiar. So uh, I like to color code the market so that way I know roughly how much to risk. Um, if the market is in a choppy environment like it is now, right? So if take a look at the indexes again and you see like how it's just kind of moving back and forth it's moving sideways it's kind of loose and erratic hey that type of environment tends to not be so great for uh the trading style that that i use so it doesn't mean that i can't trade at all but what it does mean is that if i am going to take a trade i should take a much smaller much smaller position if I start to gain traction, right, and the market starts to work just like how it did back here in October, November, then that means that it's time for me to step on the gas. And that's when I would start to scale up my size. Anyway, take a look at some other trending stocks by the way too the, why don't you guys pop into the chat what stocks you want to take a look at or well what um if there's any kind of uh questions that you have about news related items about the market about individual trades that you want to take or that you're in or that you'd like me to analyze uh type it into the chat uh, and let me know too if you're typing in a stock to to look at let me know your uh your intent with it like if you wanted it to be a long-term trade something uh if you wanted it to be intermediate term something a little shorter term like a swing trade maybe you're looking at something as a day trade type that into the chat let me know Uh, here's a question. How to identify and count distribution days? Great question. Uh, probably going to butcher your name. Quang Tran. Uh, apologize if I said that wrong, Quang, but um, let's talk about distribution. So distribution days. So I've got uh, PineScript code. So we're using... Uh, the, the charting service that I'm using here, it's called TradingView, and they let you write your own codes, right? So I have a code that 
counts up the number of distribution days and tells me how many distribution days uh, there have been you know, whenever a distribution day pops up. So over here on the S&P, that was the seventh distribution day over the last 25 days. All right, so, so that's doing that count automatically for me. Um, what I also like to do is I'll put these little signposts uh, to tell me like how long, how far back 25 days goes. And I also like to look at it over 10 days as well. Um, so over 25 days, 25 days is, uh, 25 days is the classic way to look at it. It's the way that uh, William O'Neill uh, looked at it and spoke about it in How to Make Money in Stocks. Um, basically, uh, after 25 trading days, uh, the distribution day is no longer relevant to what's happening currently in the market. That's where the, the whole 25-day count comes in. You're looking at about a month's period. So within the past month, there have been seven. Uh, that's a fair number. Um, I also like to look at the number of distribution days over the past 10 days. Uh, there's only been one distribution day, this one right here, over the past 10 days. Uh, the reason why that becomes significant is because if you get a whole mess of distribution in a real short period, that's when you can start to have even more choppiness um, and potentially have uh, a deeper correction. Like back here, like there, there were a lot of distribution days in this. And if you were trading in the this period in the middle December, uh, it, it was... It was extremely choppy. Um, didn't make a whole lot of progress uh, in that period. In fact, uh, let's go back over here and see. Well, was I trading at all in that period? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had uh, decent size on. Like, a, yeah, it was mid-November since I had decent size on, and then I started taking trades off the locking down profits around mid-November. And then, yeah, it's been pretty slow since then. Right? Like, for the most part, I haven't been doing a whole lot of trading, had a couple of trades in here that was around um, early December and a few more in the mid-December. And then uh, last week I took off <coughs> uh, due to COVID. But um, yeah, come back over here, look at uh, distribution uh, count again. And so that, that's how you identify distribution days. Um, again, distribution, uh, for, for anybody that doesn't know what distribution is or anybody that, that's hopping on right now, appreciate you guys being here, by the way. Um, distribution uh, is any down day on an index of at least 0.2% or more on heavier volume than the day immediately before it. So that, that's how it's flagging all this stuff here. Not all distribution days are created equal. So hope that answers the question. Uh, let me know if it does and if you'd like some follow-up to that.
Here's a question from Ryan. Mike, do you have sector preference when it comes to stocks? Um, not, not my, my preference is what's leading, right? So how do we find what's leading? Well, the way that I like to find what's leading is I'll come over to MarketSmith. MarketSmith is the charting service that, that I like to use to screen for, for stock candidates. So what I'll do is uh, I build this universe list. Actually, I uh, can't see it with my face this way. So um, come over this way, and I'll put the question back in a minute. But I'll run a variety of screens. So you can see up here that I run some screens I run daily, some screens I run weekly. Sometimes I, I'll, I'll run screens if I'm looking to short stuff too. But on the weekend, that's when I'm doing my universe list building. So every weekend, I'll run this series of streams. And if I find stocks that are what I consider eagle stocks, uh, meaning that they fit this eagle criteria that, that I look for. Basically, if you follow Kant's limits, very similar to that, looking for, for high growth, high momentum stocks. Uh, I'm a little bit looser with my earnings criteria. I want there to be extraordinary earnings or extraordinary sales or projections should be through the roof. If it has at least one of those criteria, then the stock can earn a spot on my list. If it has all of them, fantastic, but at least one. Um, so I'll put names onto my list and um, that that's how, how it happens. Um, it, it, so I'll have that universe list and then from there to see like, well, what sectors do, uh, what sectors am I interested in? What sectors uh, do I want to participate? Uh, I can sort this list by sector and see, like today, well, we can see like how the different sectors are performing just based on the stocks that I'm interested in, right? Like, well, we could take a broad look at, at sectors, start looking at ETFs. But what I'm most interested in, Ryan, are the stocks that within the sectors that uh, that I'm and the stocks that I'm interested in that pass my strict criteria. So I'll look at these stocks, right? Like, so transports are kind of 50-50 on the day, right? Come down over here, software. Software is doing well on the day. All that stuff is great uh, to look at too, but here's, a, here's another thing that I'm doing on the weekends. On the weekends, I'm building my trade ideas list and everything that's on the trade ideas list are stocks that are setting up, right? Like, so I'm not necessarily interested in every single stock, right? Like I'll go through the whole universe list, but I, I want to find stocks that are, uh, that are setting up. So here's the stocks that were setting up over the weekend. I'll take a look at what sectors tend to, to show up the most. So what, what showed up a lot? the energy sector right and here's whiting petroleum breaking out today right so that's how it that's a 
I feel that this is one of the best ways, at least the, this is the way that, that's worked for me uh, for uh, over a decade uh, to find these ideas is to start with the universe list, right? Like, so start by building a universe, then go through that universe list on the weekend. Uh, and I'll do work during the, the week as well, um, but no, primarily on the weekend, find what's setting up. Um, and then from there, you, you can start to see that, oh, there's a whole mess of stocks in this particular sector. Great. I should be paying attention to that sector. And then it's a matter of finding the best ones. And then that's how uh, an idea like this can show up on your radar. Let's see, question from Tony. Tony says, thoughts on Zim? I think this uh, has been a tough trade for many people, but looks like it wants to get up and over that 60 to 61 pivot. Uh, your thoughts. All right, uh, let's take a look at Zim. Uh, we'll take a look at Zim on trading view. Actually, uh, as far as charts go, um, I like looking at, at charts more so on uh, trading view. I think they're easier to, to just like zip around a chart on here and do it that way. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so so here's Zim. Yeah, Zim's at 60.92 right now. Yeah, so right in that uh, little sandwiched area. Um, I actually think it broke out this morning. Yeah, well, we were looking at this one earlier too. And well, here's what, what I see Zim is doing, right? So we can basically draw two, maybe three boxes in this. And so I'll draw the boxes for you. Right? So uh, grab this tool, this rectangle tool. So you have this box right around here. You have another box right in here. And then you have this little box right in here. All right, and so you could start to see like how volatility is contracting as you move from left to right. It's what's called a VCP pattern. It's something that uh, Mark Minervini coined that, that term, uh, volatility contraction pattern. And basically what, what's happening is you're seeing the volatility contract. <laughs> That's the name, volatility contraction pattern, as you're moving from left to right. And part of what, what this is doing is it's getting the, it, the weak holders out uh, of the trade, right? Like as prices chopping back and forth, back and forth. And it's giving you uh, a tighter spot to enter and to place your stop. And if you're playing the, this whole uh, reward to risk game where you're trying to make, say, two bucks if you win, lose a dollar if you lose, and just playing that game over and over again, that's why you want to have that really nice and tight uh, entry and stop. And that's part of what the VCP pattern gives us. What I like to do. Two, if I'm spotting a pattern like this on a daily time frame, I want to see how it's looking on a weekly, right? Uh, I find that to be important. I also like to have the monthly up too, so I'm aware of the broader trend. But uh, working primarily on weekly time frames, daily time frames, and then when it comes down to finding the exact entry and how I'm going to set my stop, that's when I'm coming down to the 30-minute. 
And you can start to see like how there's this little pivot area right in here, right? Like price dropped, uh, attempted to rally, attempted to rally again, and then it's finally breaking out over here. So price started to move out. Well, we'll see if it follows through, but so far so good uh, on the day. It's another question from uh, Quang. Uh, why do you use a bar chart rather than candles chart? I feel candles charts are easier to look, but many professional trader I know uh, use bar chart. Could you compare them? Sure. Uh, I think that they you get more or less the same kind of information from a bar chart as opposed uh, or candles. Um, it, it's a different way to look at the, the story uh, that's being told. In fact, um, our other coach, so uh, so at Mara, uh, we have two coaches, uh, myself and uh, and Coach Stu. Stu is freaking phenomenal. If you've ever seen this guy talk or, or uh, have been coached by him, uh, we've got some of our uh, elite members in the audience, uh, like a hey, Stu, Stu is like a national treasure, uh, and he's uh, and he's over in Scotland too, but uh, but Stu's fantastic, and he actually did a presentation on candlesticks, uh, candlestick patterns last week. Uh, it's archived in our video library. If you guys oh, sign up to the program, uh, all the like every single week where we're doing uh, lessons and where we're doing a, a whole mastermind, uh, all that stuff gets recorded and it gets archived in our video library. So they, if you sign up to the elite program, it, it's there. Uh, but basically he gave the, this presentation about candlesticks and how to read candlesticks, some of the different patterns. Like I, I wrote down uh, some of the patterns uh, here. So there's, uh, Let's see that your basic dojis and bull hammers, the bear hammers, that kind of stuff. But then looking at other patterns like uh, gravestones, abandoned babies. <laughs> oh my God, this stuff. Uh, tweezer bottoms. And how it could help to tell the story, uh, but also to uh, help you become aware of potential uh, turning points. And it can help you manage risk in a different way. So that's that's how he uses candlesticks. That's how I'll use candlesticks sometimes as well. The reason why I'm my default is bar charts. It's because it's what I uh, I started with. Like so, I started well with O'Neill. Um, well, I shouldn't say that I started with O'Neill. Um, uh, I, I found O'Neill about 10 years uh, into my trading journey, and the first 10 years were an absolute nightmare. The, the subsequent uh, 12 years, right? So I've been trading for about 22 years now. Um, I, that's when I finally started to gain a level of consistency uh, and started to do well for myself. O'Neill used bar charts. So I learned from O'Neill and just got used to looking at simple bar charts. And uh, you notice too here that uh, most people, that when they're looking at bar charts, they're looking at 
the open, the high, the low, and the close. O'Neill only looked at the high, the low, and the close. So that's why my charts here are set up for the high, the low, and the close. Basically, it, you, the, you're, what you're trying to assess is the story that the market is telling us. Um, the less information that you, the, or the less indicators that tend to be the better, uh, in my opinion, you might look at this and say, like, what are you talking about? There's marks all over this chart. It, it's a matter of figuring out like what works best for you. I'm happy to explain anything on any of my charts and what I'm using it and how and why and all that kind of stuff. But um, long answer to a simple question. Uh, and that's why I'm using bar charts. Um, I do find candlesticks to be useful uh, on occasion. Let's see, here's a question from Raul. Any reason why you didn't buy uh, Whiting Petroleum? Um, let's see, yeah, well, why didn't I buy Whiting Petroleum this morning? Probably should have, to be honest. Believe I had it on the in the neighborhood list. Yeah, that's why. All right. Yeah. So here's what here's what I think happened and why I moved it to the in the neighborhood list. I think I was spooked a little bit by this down day here. Um, and, <clears throat> and seeing it fall. Uh, yesterday. So the entry point could have been here. It could have could have had a stop in that area. Yeah, like now that I'm tightening it up, 5%, it, it's decent. Yeah. It probably could have taken that. Yeah, well. It probably could have taken that. The one that was on my radar, one that that I was actually pretty high on uh, yesterday and had placed an order for it, ended up canceling uh, that order. I might put it back on. It is this one here, uh, SFBS. Um, part of the banking industry saw this area here as a flat base, then it basically broke out and squatted, but it was seeing this little tight area in here form. And my stop was gonna be below this low here if it triggered today. Um, since it fell below, uh, yeah, I had my stop at like, or what would have been a stop at 3690, uh, fell like right to that area. So I took the trade off. Now I might put it back on and see if it executes above 89 and change and have a stop right down here below today's low. That's it. Yeah, the 
beauty of the market is that we don't need to be in every single trade. We don't need to trade all the time. Um, and if we ever, uh, like if we miss a trade, right? Like, so uh, let's talk about uh, waiting petroleum. And be like, yeah, man, that was on my radar. Damn it, I should have been in this one. Uh, like, uh, how many people here uh, like kick yourself like if you miss a trade? Anybody ever do that? Anybody ever kick themselves if they miss a trade lot? Like, uh, I used to be that guy all the time. Uh, like, you do all this research, uh, and then you, you, you're you not in the trade. Uh, it's just like, all oh, that, that work gone ways, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I used to be that guy. but uh, And I was that guy until I started until I adopted a new attitude. And the new attitude is that the market is an infinite stream of opportunity. Right? If you've heard me speak, you've probably heard me say that at least a thousand times, but the market is an infinite stream of opportunity. So if no, waiting petroleum goes fantastic, then that could be a sign that the market is turning in the right direction uh, and there'll be more opportunities popping out too. So if the market's an infinite stream of opportunity, I shouldn't worry if I miss this one. Just be ready for the next one. And the one after that and the one after that. It's great that it was on the radar at all. That's how I tend to, to think of it. But um, we're a few minutes over. So, uh, well, uh, let, guys, let me know. Uh, let me know what you thought about this segment, right? Like, so the, this is the uh, one of the first times that I came on here to do a market thoughts uh, segment. Look at the news. Uh, like, I'm rarely looking at, at news events. I'm rarely looking at well, like, well, what's trending. I'm more focused on like the the things that, in my own universe. Um, but I, I thought this was interesting. It was interesting too to to hop on here, talk to you guys a little bit. I love doing that every week. Uh, but let me know what you thought about this kind of thought uh, format. Type it into uh, the comments. Um, if you're watching this later on, like you're watching the recording, like drop it into the the comments there. Um, if you're watching this later on on well. Like, on Spotify, right? So we're taking all this stuff, we're putting it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on all that stuff. I basically have an anchor account where I'm uploading all this this stuff now. Um, let me know. Uh, let me know. Find a way to, to get a hold of me. Send up a smoke signal, whatever. Uh, whatever you got to do. Uh, and yeah, I, I want these streams to be as valuable to you guys uh, as they possibly can. Uh, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time. Uh, and I will see you tomorrow where we will be doing some live trading together. All right, everybody, that's it for today. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care. Much love. Peace out, everybody.